Hello. Uh, this is usually where Jonathan would make some stupid remark or joke, uh, but seeing as Jonathan is likely asleep, because um, so so he, he was because he was moving his stuff in to his new apartment this weekend, and um, I guess uh, we had set a time to all come together, but uh, he's not here. I'm sad. But we still have his stock voice from the intro. Cue it. Creation is beautiful. See what's happening this week with the pop culture. Hello and welcome to Pop Culture Quintessentials with Quasi Cube. Today, I am Ruben Kiros. I am one half of Cube since there's only two of us, and the other gentleman joining me make is. Any sense? How can it be one half of Cube? Do we just have to be one half of half well, of squared? You know, I, I am I am one, one of, of I am actually. one of the two thirds of Cube that is here. Okay, one just say your name. Squared. Say your it's name. Squared episode. It's a squared episode. Fine, but I can't I come. The other half of squared. <laughs> the other half of yes. squared. Brilliant. Yes. But you didn't say your name. Jo- Jonathan does not exist. <laughs> you didn't say and your name. My name is Jacob. Oh my and I'm the other ha- other half of squared. This is so awful. We are off to a what rough are you talking start. about? This is a great start. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, dude. Seriously. This is exactly what I intended from the beginning. This chaos. I'll throw you off your game. Yes, I'm throwing you throw off your me, game. Throw me off you're my having, game. You're reading your little script right now? I said, yeah. hell nah, no script. No script, toss script. Toss, toss the script out. Yeah, all right. Rider strike is, is happening, so we got to improvise. Rider strike is actually over if you want to get into What? That. What? <laughs> beautiful. You know, that was a beautiful like... transition. Come on, dude. Come on. Yeah, I got to give it to you. Jonathan, that was a toss-up right there. That was a toss-up. Uh, Jonathan doesn't give me transitions that good. Usually, yeah. so I got I got to hand it to you. Okay, um, so the big piece of news we're gonna talk off talk about right off the top. I cannot talk. Uh, the writer strike came to an end uh, since our last episode. Uh, Jonathan got his wish because, as you recall, in the end of that uh, last episode, he said, "If I have to come and talk about this one more time, I'm gonna be pissed." Um, yeah. so not only. Um, is it now over? But Jonathan uh, went to sleep. He's not talking about it. He's not going to talk about it. Yeah, again. he went to sleep. So we're going to talk about the resolution 
And then we're never going to talk about this again. So Jonathan gets his wish and he doesn't have to talk about this anymore. But anyway, the final count. Okay, you ready for this? The strike lasted 148 days. Oh my goodness. It was (laughs) six days. Yeah. (laughs) No, almost. Yeah. Yeah. It was over, over four months. Um, (laughs) And then um, it was only six days away from breaking the record for the longest WGA strike, which was 153 days. That's um, why so they basic- ended it. <laughs> they didn't want to beat that record. <laughs> that and the studios finally uh, got their uh, shit together and decided, hey, uh, maybe we shouldn't uh, put the entire output of next year movies and television at risk um, just to save a couple cents. Yeah. But anyway. Um, so More than a couple cents, but yes. They negotiated for five days straight after they hadn't negotiated at all for four months. That's um, what I, I knew. Okay, I'm. I, I was about to make. Oh my god! Why didn't I say that? I was about to say that when they got close to the date, reaching that like 153 days, they're like, "Oh yeah, let's talk about this right now. We're gonna have like a a session that's gonna last a whole week, and we gotta figure this out." And look at that. They did have a session that lasted five days in order to figure that out. And they also had the CEOs, like four of the CEOs showed up to actually negotiate in person so with the guild, including um, Bob Iger and our course, friend uh, David Zaslav, um, yes. who we always, uh, oh. friend of the program. No, not really. Zaslav, <laughs> wild ride. Um, wild ride. His wild ride that continues. It continues. Um, yes. So anyway, the strike ended. Um, and now they just have to ratify the contract. Which means yeah. like the membership has to all vote for it. If it's over, it's one person over fifty percent, so it's probably going to pass. Yeah. I assume um, they did get some uh, some good stuff here. Uh, I'm going to go over it quickly. Um, the AI protections. AI was a big issue. Uh, they negotiated it so AI cannot write or rewrite uh, material for writers. Uh, AI generated material will not be considered a source. So basically, the studios can't make a script out of chat GPT and then give it to the writers for them to rework, which okay. I think yeah. nice win. Uh, the writers can choose to use AI, uh, but the studios cannot require them to use AI. So again, I mean, the writers can use AI to make their jobs easier, but the studios cannot force them to do it. Uh, also something I'd say is a win. Uh, yeah. Studios need to disclose to writers if any materials they are given have been generated by AI. That goes back to like the first point, they can't basically use AI materials um and then the wga reserves the right to assert the exploitation of writers materials to train ais prohibited by agreement or other law um so basically what that's saying jacob is um they cannot uh use the writer's materials to train an artificial intelligence to write a script better yeah okay yeah so overall, some solid wins there. Uh, any comments on that? The last one's a little little weird to me. I don't know, like they can't. So they can't train the AI in order to like write the script. So is that is that what it is? You said yeah, basically. Yeah, I, I think I misworded it the first time I said it, but okay. basically that's that's what it is. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, that's that's an interesting one, but the other two make a lot of sense, I think, and they're both pretty valid. I think they're all valid, but um. Uh, I'm glad that they finally reached an agreement. I mean, this is what four months you said in, in the making. Uh, took them over five four days months, to yeah. finally figure it out. I mean, those four months was definitely like they added up. You know, they they put they piled pressure onto the uh, onto the the exe- execs at each of these studios. So like 
I'm glad that finally they did something, you know? Um, so and it's I'll, great. I'll speed run through some of these just so we're not like on these the entire episode, but just so we can like touch upon them. Uh, they did negotiate better residuals. Um, first off, uh, they get a higher amount for uh, foreign subscribers, a 76% increase there. Um, if stuff is viewed in like foreign markets, so not the U.S., um, and then the big one was if shows are viewed by 20% of a domestic subscriber base um, in the first 90 days of release, they get 50% of what the traditional residuals were. Um, so it was 9,000 for a half hour episode, 16,000 about for an hour long episode and about 40,000 for a streaming movie with a budget of like 30 million or more. So they were able to increase residuals for streaming stuff. Also a yeah. huge win. Yes. Um, and then uh, they did get minimum staffing as well. Um, it varies by how many episodes of a show there is, but it's anywhere from three to six writers um, are now required to be hired by a studio when they're developing a show. Well, not developing, when they're writing the show. When they're developing the show, you need three writers. They were able to negotiate that. When they're actually writing the show, it's anywhere between three and six writers are now required. Um, and there's a bunch of terms and conditions with that, uh, but they are guaranteed 20 weeks of employment or the entire length of the writer's room, whichever is shorter. Um, so basically, you know, it's not it's not long term employment, but it's like guaranteed employment. So that's also a win. And then um, yeah. finally, the big another big one was uh, shared streaming data. So they wanted to know how many people were actually watching their stuff and they were able to negotiate where the studios have to give them the streaming data. It, it's going to be under an NDA. Um, but they are able to see how many hours each one of their shows is streamed, and they're able to share that within the WGA with their members. Okay, um, that's nice. Yeah. So that's that's it overall. Um, any other thoughts on anything I, mean, I just that, said? The last thing that you just said is insane that they weren't like able to see any of those like numbers before. You know, uh, the fact that they couldn't see how many people were watching the show and for how long the show was like being like watched in total, like that's that's absolutely absurd to me. So like they could have be they could be lying to the the creators, just saying like, hey, yeah, your show did a good job, or like this movie did well, but like you know what I mean, like we'll just give you another yeah. product and you could try again essentially, and like blatantly lie to them essentially. So that's well, like, usually yeah yeah. No, usually what they would do um, is they would publicize, hey, this show broke the record. And then, like, if something does bad, they won't say anything. Yeah. And it's still going to be like that with the public. I think, like, the negotiation was they because were trying to make it with NDA, right? They were so, trying yeah. to make it completely public. But I think part of the issue, and I feel like this is why the streaming house of cards will eventually probably crumble, is because I don't think as many people as this, like, stockholders think are watching these shows or actually watching these shows, yeah. unfortunately. So I don't know. Like if the numbers actually became public, I think a lot of these companies would be in a world of hurt just because they've all pivoted towards streaming services. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's my guess about why they don't want to make yeah, them public. That's, no that's, one. That's true. I mean, and that, that's not just me. Other people have said that online as well. Um, so I'm not so going to take credit I, I want to get this but... straight with like streaming services there the and and especially like the products on streaming services so those products are like those films and movies and uh, the shows on the services those when people watch them it's like it's kind of like Spotify where like the creators get like like some sort of like profit from that or some sort of revenue that's what they were they weren't getting anything, anything. basically they were getting Nothing. basically what Spotify does and some of them were getting like 
sent zero dollar checks yeah. for whatever reason. Okay. Like, I don't know what, where the miscommunication happened there, but people posted yeah. pictures online. They would be sent um, zero dollar checks, zero dollars, zero cents, or zero dollars point just three cents. So yeah, it's basically like Spotify in the sense that they were getting nothing. Here at least yes, yeah. they have a way to get a little bit more, but at the same time, it's not perfect either. Um, mm. I mean, it's not exactly what they wanted. Like they wanted something based on metrics, but here now they'll get a bonus if 20% of subscribers watch something. And I don't know what happens yeah. to everyone else in that sense. So that's the big question mark. They did, like I said, the foreign residual number did go up a ton. And I think those work differently than what they do domestically. I think people get paid more. And I think that's just because of licensing fees internationally are a little bit different. Yeah. Again, I'm yeah. not well versed in I don't know if you understand everything. all this, but like, uh, do they get any of the subscribers money like directly? Like any of these like people that are putting the products on netflix or stuff like the subscribers like the you know like the rate that's charged monthly um are they getting any sort of percentage of that like like small no percentage? they're, they're, they're not like, you know i, I, I mean I don't and know. i think that's the big yeah. issue with residuals currently because there's no ads like in a in traditional television there used to be like ads that would play right yeah. So it, let's say the writer of Friends would get a ton of residual money because Friends always runs like reruns on television, right? Mm -hmm. So all those ads that people buy to play on the reruns of Friends because they know people will be watching the reruns of Friends, that would make a ton of money for the creator, the writers, the showrunner, everyone involved with Friends. The actors would get a slice of that pie as well. Um, yeah. the, the issue now with streaming is that most of these services don't have ads. Um, yeah right now because it seems like they're bringing back the ads um and slowly but surely um but currently yeah you only pay that base monthly fee but then the big question is i mean how do you slice that up for every single exactly. project That's, on the yeah. service i mean you really can't you can't I mean, it, no, no, it's no, impossible i was trying to think of like a way like like before i asked that question i was trying to like feasibly it's impossible like because... the only way it's gonna work yeah. is and it's coming back and i think part of the reason it's coming back is because of this um yeah it's like you need the ads and i think that's why all these services are making the ad tiers as well mm -hmm. the ads bring in way more money than yeah. everyone paying a monthly fee that's what they they thought at first that it was possible to just like get everyone to pay a monthly fee and that would be enough but like they're realizing that it's not enough no it's not it's not in enough. the long run literally short not term, enough revenue if they're like, looking at short-term like earnings of course it looked it looked like it like a pretty significant amount obviously but like oh, long term with this already like going almost a decade and a half at this point with streaming, right? I think for Netflix, it's been like almost like uh, almost 15, 16 years or maybe even more. I don't probably know. more, but like big, their big like impact on the game was probably early yeah. 2010s, I'd say. Exactly. Um, when they so started like, like expanding. So like this is this is still a very new like uh, industry. And I think it's just like they're still figuring it all out. But like what, what you're saying like before, it's, it's going to eventually just be uh cable but without the cable box exactly like said, that's at the end of the day it's going to be same you're going to get ads uh you you're going to still have to pay some sort of subscription whether that be annually or monthly and it's it's just like i don't know how they're this the splitting of the of the money of the earnings is going to be through through the ad revenue instead of through the yeah. monthly because like like you said there's no way to like percent wise just like give oh yeah like 0.0001 percent of every like subscriber 
like like all the like you know subscribers money to a certain project it's impossible to sp split it up that way into like I mean, yeah not even not even like with the issue not even with the creators like the other issue yeah. as well is these things don't make money at all like yeah i think netflix is the only one that's completely uh profitable at all um the other ones are like threading water and I, they've taken strategies to like do it i mean they've done the there's cracking down on the password sharing stuff i think disney I said mean, they're Hulu, doing it too Hulu has done ads for so long right like even with a monthly subscription yeah, I don't know how profitable Hulu is. I, I that one That's, I don't know yeah. off the top of my head, but I, I know it's like a lot of the others aren't. Besides Netflix, mm -hmm. Netflix, and Netflix just started making a profit. I think right at the start or like right in the middle of the pandemics when they finally broke even as a company. So it took them yeah. like 10, 12 years to actually crazy, yeah. do it. But that's the thing. Like, so it costs money to make all these shows, right? Like a yeah. ton of money. They're sinking millions of dollars. But at the same time, at the front end, you're making millions of dollars, but it's not like it's a fixed amount because yeah. it's a fixed number of subscribers and people will leave and jump and like you can only grow Honestly, so I think much. That the pandemic skyrocketed those numbers, though, probably because everyone was at home and they had nothing better to do than sit down and, you know, basically couch potato and watch like binge watch like their favorite series or whatever right or series yeah. that they just hadn't watched or something and so it's like i think that definitely did help a lot but that's insane to me that they broke even after like what almost 15 years of like finally being a, a named a household named uh, yeah. company you know it's insane to think about but yeah. yeah so basically yeah what they're doing the password crackdowns um they are doing uh, the ad tiers, everyone's adding an ad tier. They're trying to get people on the ad tier, so they're making the lower price because they make continuous money off the ads. Yeah. And I think eventually what their goal is going to be is they're going to increase the no ad tier price so much that a bunch of people are going to come down to the ad tier, and that'll cause the revenues they have yeah. to skyrocket. So what I'm saying uh, for our listening audience, um, enjoy the streaming services without ads uh, while you can, because I feel like you're not going to be able to afford to have more than one of them eventually <laughs> um, yeah. if these price increases and continue. All right. That's that. Um, that's that, I guess. Yeah, for sure. No, I think that we covered all the important like aspects of the, the end of the writer's strike. So, Oh, shoot. Uh, let me mention the actor strike real quick. So the actor strike is still yes. going on. They're on day 78, but they are going to start negotiating tomorrow so if it only takes five okay. days they should be done uh by the end of this week if yeah. it just takes the same amount of days and was that writers. like a non-stop five days was that like they were just talking to each other for 24 yeah, they, hours straight they, they negotiated like, through the weekend as well that is crazy okay that's absolutely insane. but yeah where to get something done is before. my triumphant hero music no I am the, i've arrived <laughs> Bro was asleep. We caught him lacking. <laughs> yeah, I was asleep. We caught his uh, ass lacking. Ruben, you know, we're, at, we're actually being more productive with you without you here than Ruben, with you Ruben, here, Ruben, bro. Ruben, 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 we're Ruben, actually Ruben, staying Ruben, on Ruben, track. Ruben, and then Ruben, you jumped Ruben, in and you said, Ruben, where's my heroic theme music? Shut up. Jacob, would you shut up? Shut up. Will you shut up? Ruben, Ruben, Ruben right here, right here at this moment. Uh, set, uh, play the little heroic motif that I send you. Please, we're we're going to play. We're going to play. That you're right not here. going to write a heroic <laughs> motif for yourself. No, 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 play right that is so play goddamn play, arrogant. Play right here. For the record, JQ did send the heroic theme music to me. Uh, it sounded good, but because he inconvenienced me, I'm going to play this instead.
guys, does that not sound so cool? Ruben, Ruben if I play. don't send you... Ruben, 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 no! Oh, oh my god! <laughs> what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you and your meme? Like, the dude literally woke already... up and he's already like, he's already energetic as hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, guys. I have been uh, just for the audience. Uh, you know, not to dox myself. I mentioned it already, like oh. vaguely. <laughs> I, I, I mentioned yeah, exactly. You, you don't need it. to tell them no. your location. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, don't tell them exactly where you are. Come right, and find me. You moved. You moved. Come right, find me, bro. Come find me. I said you moved to a new apartment. Um, Jonathan, we were talking about the end of the WGA strike real quick. Uh, we, we've been on this for like 10, 15 minutes already, but like yeah. any thoughts you have on that before we move on? Oh my god, man. You know, it's a precious if I was here at the start of the at the start of the, the podcast, I would have suggested Ruben to start playing a little bit of Yub Nub. Uh, so Ruben, why don't oh you put a little god. bit now, Jack? <laughs> oh my god! No, um, you're making me insert so many sound effects. Of <laughs> what the yeah, hell? F Ruben. off! You're making the Ruben. editing job harder. Ruben, put That's a awesome. Wilhelm scream right here. Hell no! Hell no! <laughs> All right, go ahead. What what, what are your thoughts? Um, what do you want? Because I know, I, yeah, better be uh, short, right? I am ecstatic. I got that news, and as I said, I said I I said. Well, Ruben sent it over the chat uh, that, uh, you know, they finally reached a deal. And, yeah, I sent Yub Nub back. That is, I feel like, the best way to put it, you know? <laughs> phenomenal, phenomenal news. Thank God they finally came to a decision. They finally gave them sufficient rights. Now we're back to it. That's amazing, you know? Of course, the downside is that apparently – uh, uh, during the strike, they were thinking about developing an office reboot, and now that's going to happen. Uh, but <laughs> you know what? You know, I complimented Jacob earlier, but look at yes. you—you you gave me a good segue. I, I said you never give me a good segue, and you actually gave me a good segue for once. It's a good now, all right. I appreciate you. Thank so you. So the the news dropped. Um, I think the day the strike ended. Uh. Now, this isn't from, like, one of the trades, but apparently uh, this is from a newsletter from an ex-Hollywood reporter. Reporter. Jesus. I, I, there was a there was a Go ahead, bro. Come on, bro. You, you fumble, sir, but keep going. No, I just oh, realized. Oh, I, I thought Jonathan left for a sec. No, I <laughs> forgot to turn. I realized that I forgot to oh. turn on my camera. So Don't I be like Cam down. Newton, bro. Die for the ball when you fumble it. Oh, shit. <laughs> Uh, Jesus, what is it? A four-year-old reference? Not eight, eight years. Eight, bro. You it's are, been eight years. You're kidding me. Too bad it hasn't been good in eight years. Shut up! It's been eight years. Yes. Almost, almost eight years. <laughs> good. It was God. in. The, it was in February 2016. The last time he was good. The last time the Panthers were even decent, I think, right? Yeah. Like, when's the last time they even made it that far? Anyway, I I've interrupted. <laughs> we, we had such a good straight. segue. What did we do? We were so good. We fumbled the bag, bro. Uh, okay, it. so apparently – um, Okay. Sorry, it's because I said reporter, reporter, and it sounded stupid in my head. It was just something I said. Anyway, um, so it was rumored – it's rumored that The Office is going to get a reboot – now, no one has clarified what this reboot means. If it means um, a revival with, like, the cast coming back to do a new oh, season, like Frasier, you know, that's technically, I think they called it a reboot with Kelsey Grammer. That came back this year. They called that a reboot. Instead of a reboot. 
Frazier came back for Paramount Plus, baby. Oh you got to have that content. Actually, no, not for Paramount Plus. It's airing on CBS because they had no content for the fall. <laughs> uh, scratch that. That's I'm, surprised they were, I'm surprised they didn't just start replaying Benson. They played that in Yellowstone, not Benson. Uh, uh, <laughs> <in Yellowstone. laughs> um, so, yeah, they, they haven't said if it's like a revival slash reboot with the old cast. They haven't said it's like a reboot with like half the cast, half the new cast, a quasi like sequel reboot as you will like a boy meets world or some shit and they haven't said if it's just a reboot where they're going to make the same exact show again which dear god no no that shit would why would they do that why would they do that i'd ask it to be like a completely a spanish dub you know what i mean like do like a breaking bad type thing you know well my fantasies metastases bro they're rebooting it i mean at least like you know what i mean make it spanish or make it like some foreign thing or maybe like completely anime you know like go for an eastern style kind of jacob there is no reason to make an anime version of fraser there's not enough on-screen action in that show. I'm not I think. talking about Frasier. I'm talking about The Office, rebooting The Office, right? Are we not talking oh. about The Office reboot? Like, he's saying that it, it could possibly be the same plot, the same episode, okay. and then, like, with a different cast or something. Jesus. See, this is why you always look at the source. I found I found the original comments. No one was reporting it like <laughs> this. Okay, so the, the original creator is coming back, Greg Daniels, right? Here's what it says. It's a development deal, apparently. So it was him coming, uh, agreeing with NBC to see if he could come up with a concept worth making. So A, he hasn't signed the deal yet. B, it hasn't been greenlit yet. So this is all in the early, early stages. Okay. Well, I hope again, this is why just hatch it. This is why for your for your entertainment news, come watch Pop Cultural Quintessentials with Cube. All right, we get to the to the meat of it. We get to the facts, all right? Okay, but we, we, like, we don't care about puff pieces or or clicks or views. All we care about is uh, the re-stabilization of the communist state within Cuba. That's all we care about. That's all why? we care about. Why? Just why? God damn you. Um, yeah, back on track. Do not say you were going to get us back on track. No, I was trying to get us killed by the CIA. Did you see that they changed their logo? No. They took out the American flag. I'm not even kidding. The CIA took away the American flag. They're making this up. Why? Look that up. Ruben, no. You know what? Make that the podcast picture. No, I am not making a picture of the CIA logo, the podcast logo. It makes no sense. No, for the episode. Why'd they take out the American flag? What the what, what do you mean why? It's the CIA. Okay, we can't we gotta stop talking about this. I'm not trying to get targeted. <laughs> what you mean, bro? Come on. I mean, there barely was an American flag in this thing. In the there though, but it's there though, is it that See, the colors? It's like the freaking what, yeah, what do you the, call that? What do you call that? The the neckline of the eagle? Yeah, but Ruben, there was an eagle. The eagle is literally symbolic of America. They took out the effing eagle. They made it more what streamlined. Is, I, I don't even see the new logo. Where's the new? <laughs> they made it look like spy versus spy kind of. It's like a black circle. I mean, this is even a cool logo. I'm not even going to. Oh, it on. hell no, nah, bro. That looks like a Christian conference logo. 
What the hell? Can we get back to the office, please? Thank you. I they made it look like a Kanye concept album, bro. Wait, guys. Oh my guys, god. Speaking of this office, Ruben, Ruben just gave me because when Ruben said, "Can we get back to the office?" I had the brilliant idea of being like, "But Ruben, we work from home now. We are remote. What if that's the office sequel?" Hell no. It's just they get they so made lazy. It years ago. It's just a Zoom room. It's just a Zoom room. That's, a, that's how lazy they get. It's just a Zoom room with all the old actors. They could have done that during the that pandemic. Have, you know, that would have only happened if it was AI generated. The writing was AI generated. <laughs> if, if if the writer's strike hadn't happened and they still had the idea of making The Office, that shit would have been generated by AI. I'm telling well, you, your well, concept would have been generated by some well, AI. God might still you generate better, You better call my intelligence artificial then, okay? Because... <laughs> Look, I was saying this when I sent you guys the story. This is the first time where I feel, oh, I, I get it. When someone oh, like would complain to me, why are they remaking this? Or why is there a new, new version? I'd be like, oh, the old version's still there. Why do you care? I finally care. And I feel like I care because I'm like, oh, why, why mess with a good thing? You know, I started that, caring. It's, it's too damn soon as well. What the I, hell? I well, it's, not that. It'd be, it'd be, it's 10 years this year since the office went off the air. Yeah, I know. Digest that for a sec. 2013. And now it's going to take like a couple years of development. Let's say it takes three years. So we're talking 2026. So we're talking 13 years since the office was off the air. Guys, can you believe it? And by that year, Ruben will have turned 41. Okay. It's been 10 years since it's been off the air, right, Ruben? (laughs) You said? Yeah. 10 years? Okay. Didn't Breaking Bad just, the finale just like turn 10? They ended the same year. What you're describing is them rebooting Breaking Bad like in a year. Next year. They they had a prequel that ran until last year. That's not too soon? You're telling me that's not too soon? No, no, Jacob. Breaking Bad might be rebooted like eventually. Jacob, think about it. They had a prequel. I want it to be rebooted this year. They have a, they they, they start the same shot. Walter just stands up and he's like, oh, what a crazy dream I just had. And then he just got the a continuation of season continuation. five. <laughs> yes, it just oh, wait, wait, spo- oh, God. We no. just spoiled this shit. I haven't even finished it. And I know and, and I know what the last shot is. I just spoiled the last shot. That's wait, it. Wait, wait what'd you say? He and gets he just, up, Ruben. He, just, he like, just stands like, up. He stands he up. He stands up and brushes himself <laughs> Okay, whatever, man. Okay, and now and now we are moving on because I, I don't think this conversation had anything it's productive. It's not going anywhere. It. No, it's not going anywhere. Substance. Wow. Nothing of substance. substance. As soon as I stepped in. Yeah, dude. Yeah, How long had y'all been recording for, by the like way? Like 20 minutes. Okay, I didn't miss you, bro. Yeah. Okay, Um. so did you guys watch the new Aquaman trailer? I, uh, no, ever, I, I refuse oh. to watch it. Dude. Damn it! Okay, well, I'll I'll talk about it briefly by myself then. So, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom dropped its first trailer. Um, it's supposed to come out in December. It probably will come out in December now. Um, I think the effects looked really good in this. Okay, but you know, I could tell that this could probably be a steaming pile of shit. <laughs> That's putting it quite politely. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, the first Aquaman isn't like the greatest thing in the world either it's like you never watched it did you i have yet to watch it you have yet to watch the first aquaman so you don't even have a frame of it came out like five years ago 
Yeah, Six, about yeah. yeah that one was five years ago. Okay, twenty eighteen. Um, but yeah, it's all right. Jake, what'd you think of the first Aquaman? All right, right. Uh, it's okay. Yeah, uh, I mean the the effects are cool, I guess. But like, I mean, I'd rather watch Avatar. Sorry, Jonathan. Yeah. I mean, at least when you watch Avatar, you're not looking at Amber Heard. So you know what? I'll give you that. Oh Jesus yeah. Christ! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, man, that case is just a mess. They're both trash human beings. I know, but Amber's clearly the more trashy one of the two. Are you kidding, Johnny Depp? You're saying that because trash. he likes Johnny Depp. You're saying that because you like you're saying, saying that because you like Jack Sparrow. I'm not saying that because I like Jack Sparrow. Because I think I don't think that character was like did anything interesting after the second movie they should have kept him dead how dare you the third movie come on i haven't seen the third to be honest what how can you see the cliffhanger in that second one and not want to watch the third one immediately because i saw johnny depp die that was enough for me (laughs) stop spoiling shit (laughs) oh i'm sorry poor poor person Poor, poor fictional person who still hasn't seen a movie that came out in 2007. 2006, man. Yeah, point There are plenty of people who haven't watched Star Wars, who haven't watched Jaws, who haven't watched Jurassic Park. Exactly. Classic movies. And you're. And what was that? Star Wars, Jurassic Park, Jaws. No, hell no, hell no. Don't spoil all of them, bro. Anyway, but the trailer looks fine. It looks like a fine action movie. Apparently the plot is shit according to the test screening audiences, so we shall see. I am skeptical. That's why they kept pushing it back, right? And because of the controversy, but they kept pushing it back because they knew that shit was ass. Apparently she's barely in the movie at all. It's apparently like a buddy cop thing with his brother. That's what it looks like from the trailer as well. Uh, Patrick Wilson's Orm from the first movie. He he uh he has to he has to use his brother uh, who's in prison, so he has to bring his brother along. Uh, it's that old trope, like it's I locked Lester. you up. I locked you up in the first movie. Now come with me. I need your help for this. It's, Han- it's Hannibal Lecter, dude. That's what it is. It's it's Thor and Loki. Uh, I bet you they're gonna they're gonna roll him out in a little in a little underwater stretcher, and he's gonna be like, "Hello, Clarice." <laughs> Aquaman's gonna be like, "What?" <laughs> but I this is the final DCEU project ever. Are, are you guys are you guys sad that it's ending? Oh, it's been a a piece of shit. It's been a mess. It's it's still been a mess. It had some good stuff along the way. Oh, no, it definitely did. I think Zack Snyder's Justice League is easily in my top 15, if not top 10, like superhero movies of all time, which is I know very strange to say, because most of the people who like that movie are like unbearably like. A, like a apologist about it you know what i mean and and zach snyder but like i honest to god think that that movie in and of itself is a really good product uh that man of steel i really enjoyed um what else can we count the suicide squad as part of ccu that's dc peacemaker well so what james gunn said basically is like none of the events that have come out are canon anymore but some of the characters will carry on basically kind of upset so that the events of they're, they're kind of like what they did uh to use an example that only older people will get it's like when judy dench was m and then they rebooted bond completely but she was still m um with daniel craig i don't judy like dench, 
I don't yep. like that you said only older people will remember because I remember. Well, that's that from like the nineties. Well, we're in the movie. We're in the movie world. Not everyone's in the movie world like we are. We're not. Not everyone's into this shit like we are. You know? oh, my body. Oh God. I can feel my bones. Uh, but yeah, basically, and I think the three people he said: Viola Davis is Amanda Waller, uh, John Cena's Peacemaker, Zolo's oh, and Vigilante's apparently coming back as well. The guy, yeah. is Zolo coming back or no? Yeah, Zolo's Zolo coming is back. apparently coming back. Yeah, which thank I don't think effing God he won't get a solo project again. I don't think uh, just because of I'm how okay. the first one performed. But like, I I'm, think o- I'm okay with that. He, I think Blue Beetle works better as a as a as a um. Like in an ensemble piece, yeah, in an ensemble piece. I like, like, a, I, like, well, like I, a Teen Titans or yeah, what? Like I, yeah, like I loved that movie, but like, uh, uh like I think, like I think it's miraculous that it worked out. But I really think that like it's it's a good thing to introduce him. But like after that, like a lot of the stories for him, I I feel especially Jaime, I feel he works be- better in an ensemble piece. Also, I was gonna say something about that Blue Beetle movie. Oh, uh, because I was like reading a comment online and somebody was like, wow, the family elements in this movie are so forced, which really emphasizes the cultural divide between. <laughs> right? Because <laughs> yeah, like, for me, I'm like, forced. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, this is, that's the most, that's one of the most realistic depictions of a Hispanic family I've seen in the last like decade. Like, I have no idea what you're like, talking about. <laughs> no, I was like shook. I was like, wow, that's, it's so weird. It's so weird to see someone be like, ass, forced family aspect. I'm like, nah. <laughs> Damn, that's about as that's about as Hispanic as it gets. <laughs> just be receiving no love. I'm so I'm sorry that you grew up with two Christmases, but listen, man. Oh, oh my god. god. Stop. <laughs> that should not just no, god damn. No, okay. No. Moving on to the next topic. Did you guys okay? You guys ever watch anything I sent you? So I feel like I have to ask before we broach anything. That's the most creative way to say that though, right? Jacob, yes, come yeah, on. I mean, of course, yes, Jonathan, yes. Did you, you watch the story. Rick and Morty trailer I sent? Did you guys get like did you hear the new voices? I heard the new voices. What'd you think? They're fine, honestly. I, I think people are complaining too much. Yeah, I, I agree. About they, they're, they're serviceable. Like, I uh, I think they should have gotten that one dude online who does both of them, like, flawlessly. I don't know if you guys have seen him. Like, he should honestly have been given the gig. Um, but, like, yeah, it's fine. Um, like, my thing is, like, I I knew we were talking about it on the podcast, so I was like, okay, I'll, I'll at least, like, you know, hear the new voices. But, like, I am so past Rick and Morty at this point. It's it's just like uh. I enjoy watching it still. For me, it's the episodes that are the best are when it actually like advances the overall storyline forward. Yeah. yeah, the day in the life stuff doesn't work as much for me anymore. I like the heist one. That was I think the last day of the, the heist life. one was hilarious. You son of a bitch! I'm in. <laughs> there, there's been no like some of the development they've done for Rick's backstory in the last two seasons. Highly recommend if you guys have popped off the rick and morty train um really good stuff um actually like tears at your emotional core you know it's really good it's really well written which is why it's such a shame that it's not always as well written yeah which to me like i think when dan Harmon, because dan Harmon came out recently and kind of like gave the whole spiel about him and, and justin's falling out and like i used to be like oh they're just like talking out of their ass they're trying to like write justin off but like Honestly, it lines up with the quality of the show dropping. 
Like <laughs> it was around. Like, the wait, end why of do you think they were lying though? Justin always came off like as a douchey frat boy, even before this kind of. I mean, thing. yeah, but like I know, but like I get that. But I, I was like, okay, they're just because I thought they were. Um, they're like pulling a Chappelle show, you know, where like they they took Chappelle. Like, Chappelle didn't do like anything. Chappelle like, didn't do anything this time. bad. This is worse. Oh, no, no, no. no <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm talking about like when Chappelle. Originally lost the show like around yeah, like, yeah. Like, the early two, where they they were like, oh, yeah, the, man's like a, the dude's like a drug addict like they like marred his name up real good so it like made sense and this I didn't think you know they didn't have to put that much effort because clearly the dude is a piece of shit but I thought yeah. they're like okay like they're distance him from his baby whatever but like honestly hearing about it you can really see the point around season three where the show where the show starts kind of like declining steadily. Um, but uh yeah no, i mean like hey you know let's see where it goes from here i don't know i'm not really sure. impressed with these rick and morty writers two of them turned out some of the worst marvel movies i've ever seen so i mean that's let's true see, let's see what they've got <laughs> they've got left in the tank some awful lines in that too like, oh my on. god horrendous like, uh, think of anything to add i don't know if you even... i could have you know I what? Really no, I'm not I mean, I, I'm kind of like indifferent about Rick and Morty always. Uh, I mean, I I liked like the first season. You know, I was watching that with some of my friends, and I mean, there's some like gems in there, like comedy wise clip. Like, there's a lot of funny clips as well. But um, I don't know. I I, I definitely don't have like the same level of like fondness for the characters as maybe you do, Ruben. Or I don't know. I I really I really could care less. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Okay, and then the final news story we'll talk about. Um, this uh, came out at the end of the writer's strike as well. Uh, they are apparently developing a movie about the Ocean Gate submersible, not a yeah, documentary I, I film. That. I saw that. Uh, I saw a that. not There's there is a docu series. I, I was hoping it was fake. It's oh a fiction. God, it's a fictional project. It is by the person, uh, the producer behind the Blackening, which no. that movie. Is all oh, no. right, but Jesus Christ, that, did that you guy! See it? I did. did I watched it. it. I watched I've it with one of my buddies. I've been meaning to watch it. I've been meaning. It's to... all right. It's, it's got fine. some good. It got some pretty solid reviews from the last time I checked. It's fine. It's like, of it, course, I checked Rotten Tomato, and we just found out that they've been like, oh, like it's just been confirmed that they have been doing what everyone's been saying they've been doing for years. Well, it's obvious because the studios send like some critics to review a. Uh, a a movie first just so their goal is for that score to be high so when people are checking to buy tickets the score is high and that's why sometimes you'll see the score drop they're trying to ensure the score is high when people are trying to go see it that's funny to me how 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 uh how much money do you think they put into into getting the flash good reviews and it still only started at around a 70 all right I want to. I don't think yeah. we've ever done this on the pod. Yeah, so Ruben ignores it. Yeah, Ruben ignores it. <laughs> I, we've never done this on the pod, so I'm going to quickly explain how Rotten Tomatoes actually works, so at least the people who listen to this understand how it works. Transition um, theme. <laughs> no more themes. No more themes. God damn it! <laughs> it's just gonna be me slamming on the piano. <laughs> Um, so anyway, Rotten Tomatoes, how it works, it's an aggregate. So it when you see like a 70, 80, that's not it's saying, oh, this movie is a 90% for everyone. That, that's not saying everyone gave this movie a 9 out of 10 or everyone gave this movie an 8 out of 10. So it's not you shouldn't base it like on that like thought process. So a 93 
is not like saying, oh, like, oh man, this got an A, the equivalent uh, equivalent of an A with all the critics. What is actually saying is, oh, this amount of critics like the movie. Now, what does it take for a critic to like a movie? They have to score it six out of 10 or higher. So technically you could have a 90% movie, but the average is a 6.5 out of 10. So Which every critic, is what it is for most MCU movies. <laughs> to be fair, yeah, but like critics <laughs> just, really don't. Critics don't like MCU movies, though. So I have fun yeah. with them, um, but that's that's how it that's how it goes. So like, you could have a ninety percent, six point five out of ten, but you could also have something in the seventies, but the average score is like an eight out of ten, and just because there's less reviews, um, you'll have the score drag down more. So like some big blockbusters will get 400 reviews while like the smaller indie movie will get like a hundred, hundred reviews and that score will be lower than the big blockbuster. That's usually like a byproduct of like everyone's differing opinions. There's less people in that pot. Um, but anyway, the point being, if you're on Rotten Tomatoes, yes, check how many critics liked it. So that percentage 70, uh, 80, 90, 60, 50, whatever, check that percentage. Um, that'll tell you how many critics liked it overall. But if you're wanting to do your due diligence, also click on the percentage and check what's the average out of 10. And that'll tell and you if, more about how like a movie is quality-wise or how the critics wanna, think. And if you want to do your even better due diligence, click off of that tab, type in letterbox.com and check oh out the God. score there. And now Letterbox I mean, is full of pretentious people as well, my dude. Like, don't <laughs> look at the end of the day, art is subjective. Do not like let anyone talk you out of watching any movie. Yes, even like a Fast uh, and Furious movie, you have the right to go watch any movie you want and form your own you opinion also have on the it. Right to to not go watch the movie. All right, I'm I'm gonna give I'm gonna tell everybody that. You have the right I'm just to saying, go. I'm saying, like, boycott the worst movies. Don't let them. Don't, if, if a movie is bad and you don't want to give it money, you don't want the creator to make more shit, then boycott that shit. Look, yeah, the guys, best... remember, 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 on Letterboxd, Cruella is an average 3.4. That movie deserves five stars solid. All right. <laughs> Cruella, my dude. Don't, don't get me started on that movie. Goddamn. <laughs> um, no, but anyway, I think the best strategy is find like two or three critics who you know align with your tastes and interests and just look for their reviews um, and see if they like it. And that gives a better barometer of whether or not you'll personally like it than looking at the entire aggregate. I was going to say, uh, if you want to do what Jacob says and like discern what you want to watch, that would be if, my advice for discerning. If y'all are interested in comedy YouTubers, uh, uh, like, uh, like uh, I was gonna, I was gonna name like a few. I, I was, I wasn't gonna name a few movie reviews, but I was gonna, I was gonna shout off video game donkey because he has this. Uh, he has a few videos on video game critics, basically talking about aggregate websites like IGN and how you know it's not as reliable because you're you're getting people's different opinions and you don't have that solid baseline. And like individual critics, like like if you want to hear about games like you hit up donkey you hit up uh you hit up zero punctuation yahtzee you know whatnot yeah, just do the same with movies find a few critics that you really align with like someone like chris stuckman jeremy johns uh your movie sucks whatever like find someone that you kind of like you, who's your tastes aligned with and then kind of like use that as the baseline or guys, don't print journalism that shit's dying give it like all the clicks like hollywood reporter new yeah. york times look look there too you could find some people who align go to screenrant.com don't go to screenrant.com screen <laughs> oh, 
Bro, that's terrible advice. I, 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 you know what? I don't know who Spring Ranch critic is, so maybe I shouldn't talk to you. It's like, several. It's 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 an aggregate. I they, tried to plan for the for the website a while back. It, it is literally just an aggregate of different writers. It's like an idea. I feel like that's one of those first sites. I nothing against Screen Rant. Screen Rant just feels like one of those sites that's gonna go the way of BuzzFeed, where they're gonna have AI write some of their articles eventually. Uh, like doesn't I, it feel like so, like the way like all the yeah. stuff they write about on that site? Yeah, yeah I, I'm not I trying to talk all, shit. But I agree. Only instead of no offense, I would say all offense because screw <laughs> those guys. <laughs> well, I just said no, no. If they do that, they're crappy. I'm just saying no offense because I don't know if they would do that. You know, like yeah. I don't want to accuse them of doing something they would uh, wouldn't do. Anyway, uh, back to the Ocean Gate movie real quick. Uh, so, oh it, God, we, that, it, that is what we were talking about. Yeah. Um, so, so they were going. It's going to be called. Uh, the title's going to be salvaged. Oh my god! Oh. Uh, so also the the, <laughs> the same. You know what the sucky part is? The same company is making a docu series. Is making a fictional project on it. The same Mind Riot Entertainment. I am calling these guys out. Mind Riot Entertainment is doing this. Leeches. Honestly, that is disgusting. That is actually foul. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, uh, Justin McGregor, Jonathan Kesey, uh, Mind Right from Mind Right will co write the pick. It will, uh, okay, here we go. We understand the feature scope will cover periods before, during, and after the five day tragedy. Didn't they die like an hour into the entire they thing? They died almost instantly. <laughs> I don't know. Like, but you know, I, did we ever talk about like they died instantly? And yet, people when they were flying over said that they heard a noise coming from its location. Yeah, what do you think they did noise? their research? Did they do their research before <laughs> announcing this project? Like, they do realize that like, the entire five day odyssey wasn't really that because apparently some, yeah i remember james cameron on cnn yeah. uh, to call out joffa's favorite uh <laughs> filmmaker she said that him and some of his and buddies, my favorite news network i'm sorry i don't i don't like uh, james Ca- <laughs> uh, james cameron said him and some of his uh like like friends in the industry all like detected a a surge on sonar. I don't know what he called it, but like basically they could tell what had happened without it being officially announced. So people knew what had happened. Like, I don't know if these guys did not do their research. I mean, are they going to like do it like a fictionalized what people think? Oh my God, they must be going through this and they're all telling stories to each other. Um, and it's like, like my, me, uh, Michael Pena and Ant-Man, but none of that actually happened. You find out at the end and then at the very end of the project, you show what actually happened. Holy shit, that could actually work. <laughs> yeah, but that would only work. If, that would only work if it wasn't a comedy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't sound like you're doing a comedy because, like, what they said here. Here's the quote from one of the co-writers: "The Titan tragedy is yet another example of misinformed and quick to pounce system. In this case, our nonstop, twenty-four-seven media cycle that convicts and ruins the lives of so many people without any due process. I don't know why it sounds like a con- condemnation of ironic." Yeah, like what? Yeah, what quick the fuck? Industry, bro. They you literally were pa- quick to pounce, pounce on that pounce, shit. What the you hell? Pounced yeah. on it instantly. What are you talking about? That's like the pod calling the kettle black. Like, the- <laughs> you know my favorite comment. I'm not gonna read anymore. Do you know what my favorite uh, comment about this? People said Jordan Peele was right when he made Nope when they saw like yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. That movie is going to age like the finest wine. I'm telling you right now. That's it. That's gonna be a classic. They're gonna be showing that one in film classes, bro. That's how good Nope is. 
Oh, uh, Nope's amazing. Nope is his my his best film in my in my opinion. Nope's yeah. my favorite film. I think I think it's just that Get Out kind of hits a a a just a stronger social chord. You know what I mean? Like, Get Out know, has the yeah. uh, Get Out has the better written script, but I think Nope as a package as an entire film, I, like directing I, everything in front of the camera, the know. acting. I don't even know because like the script for Nope is so razor. It's so tight. It's so yeah. there's no fat on that thing. Everything has a purpose, and yet nothing. It doesn't feel like curt. You know what I mean? It doesn't feel like mm-hmm. shortened or anything. But yeah, no, yeah. Is, but like, is, Get Out. I don't know. Get Out just like works. Like, Nope is good, but I feel like Get Out's one of those movies where not a single line of dialogue is wasted. In that is like true. the Get Out script. I need to watch like, that again. I need to start watching horror movies. God damn it. It's October 1st. <laughs> it's October 1st, man. It you got to get on October, that. The month of October. One movie for every day. Yeah. I'm trying, well, I'm 31, trying to uh, for, 31 Nights of Frights. Uh, I don't know if Freeform still does that shit. But uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of horror uh, movies, uh, really bad, but I almost forgot to mention. Um, so Harry Potter. A lot of people watch Harry Potter um, now in the month of October. Um, we I'm just learned them. a we just learned a couple days ago um, that uh, uh, the Dumbledore actor, uh, the second Dumbledore actor, because um, Richard Harris had already uh, tragically passed away while they were making it up, but Mike, Michael Gannon, Gannon uh, passed away um, at the age of 82. Um, yeah, I mean, I was never really, I saw the movies, like the Harry Potter movies later, like in my development but even still yeah he's able to like make that role his own but at the same time make it feel like it naturally progressed from what richard harris did in those first two films i mean it's like an amazing feat like an acting feat um but it's such a like tragic loss whenever you lose someone who's that seasoned that talented in like the industry he left his mark um people say um the last time someone says your name is like your final goodbye well this guy's name's probably going to be out there forever because he was immortalized within these films in the role as Dumbledore and he did a great job in that I think the term is that you died two deaths one when like you last closed your eyes on this planet and the second one is the last time that someone says your name right that's the yeah that's which for for again for him for for Hagrid's actor for all the people that we've lost from this series so far uh like they're gonna they're gonna live on you know through this work and they're that i think that's the beautiful thing not only about acting that's the beautiful thing about art i think is that you get to say something through the things you create that will outlive you and even outlive what you wanted out of it there's definitely like a death of an author kind of thing where people will continue to take that story and run with it and let it evolve and let it guide them and whatnot. Like art is a very powerful thing. You know, I think it's very underrated, uh, which is why I think the WGA strikes lasted so goddamn long with like so many people in the public being like, oh, these these writers or whatnot, you know, complaining. And it's like, dude, come on. (laughs) Like, it's not it's not the minds, you know, it's not. It's not a. It's not a. An oil. An oil. Uh, what is it called? A drill. What's 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 it called? The oil, oil rig. Oil rig. It's not like. Yeah, it's yeah. not like working on an oil rig. Uh. So like, or, or, I'm not gonna act like that. But like, but they're no. But they're just like, as important. Like, yeah. like, people need that escapism, and everyone does. Everyone yeah. in the most important jobs in society needs escapism, or everyone 
goes insane. You know, the people yeah, in charge, like the people, a, the essential it's workers. It's a more healthier form of escapism than most other things. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like media, media, and like all these wow, creative, okay. like what? It's no, true. You, it's just that you looked directly at me when you said that. He's looking that in his a, camera, no, knowing that I have a heroin addiction. No, bro. Why'd you ruin his nice moment with I'm your sorry, dumb I'm joke? Sorry. That's all I'm saying funny. is that it, it's, ahead, it's important to have like healthier ways of coping with like the reality that we live in. And, yeah, like, yes. You are and, right. And, and creative like aspects, like through music, through drawing, through I don't even even discussions is a form of creativity. You know what I mean? Like that's through those things like that, that's the healthiest way to cope with what's going on in the world and like yeah. and movies are a great like medium in which we can learn um about like things that we're not usually like exposed to you know what i mean I was gonna like, say, that's, that's yeah. a big thing the learning part too because like yeah. with that form of escapism you get to there's a there's an element of understanding game you know yeah. you understand exactly. something more about yourself or about the situation but yeah exactly all right. Um, well, I think that's all I had. Um, Jacob, did you yeah. want to talk about dumb money real quick? Since you also Wait, saw it, we can do one a quick last review. one last send yeah. off for 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 Michael as Dumbledore. Yeah, know? yeah. Go ahead. But that. Oh, I'm just gonna say, just phenomenal. They were playing uh, Goblet of Fire at my workplace recently. Oh, like, yeah. I just saw one of the TVs. And the the Harry, they can put your name in the Goblet of Fire. So he came out. I was like, oh god, <laughs> this is his legacy. No, uh, I, I, this one hit me especially hard because I'm reading the books because of the Halloween season. I was like, you know what? It's time that I finally read all eight of them or all seven of them. Ooh, 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 you, oh, you have one. to. Well, not really. You have the cursed child somewhere, right? No, that's, I don't. That's, 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 the, that, that's the eighth book. Baby. No, that one, that that play was know. that that uh, script was destroyed in an accidental fire. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, it's 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 kind of sad reading those books back it's like damn jk is actually a pretty good writer uh yeah it's too bad about everything else but uh it's the art the artist conversation we we yeah. can cause an entire yeah. diatribe here of like 20 minutes and I yeah. feel like we've had this conversation. Oh, we have. So many times. So many times. That is one of the, I think yeah. that is one of the conversations we come back to the most, yeah. I think. So, yeah, yeah. if you want to yeah, hear, if you hear that, I think we literally day. talked about this in the context of J.K. Rowling because we talked about the Hogwarts video game selling out. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So find find that podcast if you're curious about our thoughts there. Exactly. Um, yes, give us more clicks because even though I said earlier this podcast that we don't care about clicks or views, I lied. Welcome to the real world, okay, where people man. lie. <laughs> I, I gotta, oh, I gotta be me. honest. Maybe we're a victim of the pounce ma- mentality. We be, we be pouncing on the latest news and trying to get the most clicks. What, pouncing, know? bro. We make one podcast like every three weeks. When you talk about pouncing, Jacob, Jacob it's because <laughs> it's because I'm the alpha male lion that hunts his prey. I say, mm. knowing that male lions don't do anything except for have sex and lie around, and, and it's the female lions who okay. actually do all the work. Yeah, damn, damn, all over nature, man. We were talking about Halloween. We were talking about how Jonathan was reading J.K. Rowling, and oh no, it's because we were talking about Hogwarts, and then I said one last send off, and then we were transitioning to a new point, 
Which oh, yeah, I, I was going oh. to talk about Dom Money because yes. you saw it recently. I also saw it. Jonathan I, 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 unfortunately, because of the moving process, I haven't been able to, to hit the theaters to watch yes. it. I've been really wanted to see it. That and the creator. Apparently the creator is getting some, some pretty decent buzz. Uh, oh. I really yeah, we'll, hope- we'll watch that. We're all together in the same city yeah. next week. We'll I'm really that. hoping. I'm really hoping that they cut out that shot of Beirut that they put into. The, they apparently the- did. Um, so I think I saw this online, but um, I think one of the, I think the writer or the director, someone said the shot got in by accident. It was just something they were doing as a reference shot, and it somehow ended up in the trailer. That, that was their explanation. Sense. That makes but sense. I, I, yeah, but anyway. No, but like as somebody who like draws and who and who like writes, like you do refer to real life tragedy like that or real life stuff like that to yeah. actually the, the the key is to let it inspire or to let it motivate not to actually exploit it not to emulate right <laughs> yeah. yeah not to exploit yeah. it like ocean gate the movie god Awful. damn Awful. i won't make you guys watch that oh, <laughs> when you. it comes out hey man if i still have regal unlimited look <laughs> you 20 might bucks, 20 bucks is 20 bucks man <laughs> you might. um but dumb money is about um so it's Oh, it's one of those, it's the weirdest biopic I've ever seen in the sense that it's about an event that didn't happen that long ago. So this is from like it's the awesome. beginning of the pandemic. It's it's interesting. Yes. Um, three years ago, the beginning of the pandemic, um, when um, GameStop stock like was sh- like shot up, it's, right? It skyrocketed, right? It skyrocketed because of retail investors. Um, yeah. All following... Uh, this single retail investor called uh shit. What was his name, Jay? Kidding. Do you remember? Uh Roaring Kitty. Roaring Kitty. Yeah, they were following Kitty. Roaring Kitty's advice, and then it slowly grew and more people bought in. Um, I, I would butcher the explanation about how this actually worked, but basically, um, I'm gonna give like the five second explanation. I'll, I'll, okay, the yeah. company was trying, um, some investing companies were trying to short GameStop. Because it was a dying company. They do this with dying companies. Basically, they buy up a bunch of stock, sink the company, and then make profit that way by like purchasing the companies in buyout afterwards. Yeah. Buy out hedge funds. Hedge funds. Yeah. yeah thank you. Yeah. That's that's the term. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then basically what these guys did was they they bought up the stock, which and they held it without yeah. selling it, which Intel turn like caused the because, stock to continue yeah, yeah. increasing. Because more people were buying and the hedge funds were yes, buying yes. and the retail people were buying, causing a bunch of money to go into GameStop. And then eventually yeah. it blew up. Because um, with that, with the hedge funds, especially since they were buying the stocks, they were basically undervaluing each stock. Right. And so like the people buying in were buying them at a, high, a significant more like a higher, higher price or putting right, more yeah. money into it. And, and essentially it, the term is called short squeezing. Which yes. is basically which skyrockets the 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 industry or specifically that stock, and then everybody benefits from it for for a short short period of time as long as they hold the money within the stock, like within the stock market or basically in that certain stock. So, yeah, yeah. So, so I was yeah. Where we go next? A system that is supposed to be and like they say in the trailer, a little bit of luck and some knowledge. Uh, so it's anyone, could, yeah, so anyone could like kind of like get money out of it is absolutely rigged by the, a, a group of sleaze bags in Wall Street. Um, which you know, that movie, that movie pissed me off. I'm not gonna lie, like they they really made like the the business heads, you know, like just the most deplorable characters 
Um, I bet you there's still going to be someone who comes out loving them like they did after watching Wolf of Wall Street. I I, I would put... Not in the way they made this one. Not in the way they made this one. They Um, really made them the villains. I'm not going to lie. So what I liked about this one, the cast, the ensemble cast was really good. All of them. Um, I was going to say, I'm I'm, I'm I'm going to be right back because I got to use the bathroom. But Obviously, I didn't watch this movie, so y'all can keep talking without me. Go ahead. I was about to say yeah. Anthony Ramos, Seth Rogen, Vincent D'Onofrio. Um, who else is in? Uh, oh, Dano, Nick Offerman. Paul Dano, Nick Offerman. America Fierro is also in it. Yep. Um, Shailene Woodley is in it as yep. well. Exactly. Bunch of different people. Um, so I thought it was all right. I think part of the issue with this one is, well, I mean, when I said off the top, it was relatively recently. So, like, they're trying to make, like, a commentary on what happened, but it's kind of hard to do with the commentary on what happened because not enough time has been able to pass. That's so you're so able to that. reflexively look back and, yeah. like, inform that in the filmmaking. Because, like, it feels more like a reporting of facts and then, like, a slight, like, inclusion of, like, themes in there. Um, yeah. It's fine. And I feel like the characters were a little... There's a little bit too many, a couple too many characters, I feel like. But at the same time, the you kind of need all... Someone was talking about the college kids. Like, uh, I went to watch the movie with the with a friend of mine. And yeah. he was, like, saying, like, oh, yeah, they could have cut out, like, the college students entirely from the movie. And it would have been, like, entirely, like, the same, basically. Yeah, stuff like that. I, I just think they need to trim some fat, like, expand some of the character, like, development for some of the major characters especially like it should have been like i think what they should have done is made it more from paul dano's character's perspective and then like expand that because that story was really interesting and all he went through i kind of wanted to come back to that each time they come it it really it really felt like it was like still like ah, orbiting around his character the entire it was it was it was everything You needed that uh, all the other characters because he was like he's a social media like inf- like kind of an influencer, right? Yeah. So, and you so kind like, of that have to basically see, yeah. adds like credit like is like his his value is like you know his credibility to to his to his name and to his character and to That's everything true. he was like presenting. So like that kind of just like it basically provides that foundation to the audience. So like this guy is like you know this is a, somebody who has a lot of influence over a lot of people, and you know he was able to do this because of his platform and stuff like that. So I feel like you need those characters in order to show like showcase that wide reaching you know audience he has so oh that's true um no but yeah i for overall i thought it was a good movie not a great movie and i thought it's really it's well done for what they were trying to do i just kind of wish it would have like expanded a little bit more and you make some good points like it was around his character i just wish it was a little bit more i don't know how more to how else to explain it but like i think Mm -hmm. it's really well done i enjoyed my time watching it um yeah but i mean it's not like it's not like the big sh- i've seen like better ensemble movies like this is the other thing yeah. you know like there's the big short contagion's really good as well um, especially after how it's aged you know? don't look up was really good as well like they came out a couple years ago from adam adam mckay is really good at these types of movies um but I w- actually i'm, I'm kind of curious of how adam mckay would have made this one Anyway, that's besides the point. This I one, was kinda, I, I was kind of shocked when when the when the director cred came up and it wasn't him. You know, that's the person behind uh, I Tanya. Um, hold on. Uh, let me look up their name. Another good, another solid bio. Yeah, I think I think my only like 
what I don't like about these like sorts of documentary films. Uh, Craig Gilseppi yeah. is the name. Giuseppe. Yeah. Just to continue my point here. Yeah, sorry. It's yeah. just like they, I feel like they, they, they over glorified like the main character, the person that, you know, did something to change, like whatever, you know, like the person that causes the, you know, it's part of the rising action and like causes the entire like, you know, the climax of the story to happen in the first place. If we're speaking in like the literary terms here, but like, what I'm trying to say is just like I feel like this Roaring Kitty character, like I feel like maybe maybe like seen too positively. You know what I mean? Like there was a documentary that we watched, and, and there was like a more of a more of a neutral stance on his like character, and like he wasn't always like doing this purely for good. Like it was kind of like you know you saw okay this guy might have had ulterior motives in showing all of his like you know what I mean? Because like he ended up getting the most money out of everybody from this entire like GameStop thing. You know what I mean? Like, and, and partially, like, he, he could have played the system, essentially. You know what I mean? Like, I, I wish they would have focused on that a little bit more. Instead, they, like, basically painted him as a completely good character. Um, But, you know, that's just me. No, that, that makes, that's, yeah, that, that point, that makes sense. Um, I'd give it, like, a six and a half out of ten Um, if I had to rate it. Jacob, how would you rate it? Uh, I'd give it a seven out of ten. I okay. It. Yeah, no, I enjoyed it too. I I enjoyed it too. I was like, I think my expectations for this were just like too, little too high. It was high because I found I find the story super interesting, and like I said, I really love these type of ensemble pieces usually. So I've like gone on my way to watch a ton of them, and maybe I've watched too many. Okay, (laughs) and I pers I personally I would give this movie a three out of ten. I really just didn't think that Queen Latifah's performance was very convincing. What the hell? I thought what Katie Holmes was. We're talking about Mad Money, right? No. <laughs> the 2008 comedy crime movie Mad Money? That's not what we're talking about? Unfortunately, no. I was wondering why you guys hadn't mentioned Diane Keaton. I was so confused. You were, you were like, how you dare you not mention Diane Keaton? All right, and that'll do it for this episode. Uh, thanks for Jonathan coming 20 minutes late, but still being yeah. here. Everyone give him a round of applause. Cheering, cheering, insert the cheering. Woo, yeah. Yeah. Now now insert the booing because of the allegations. You have no allegations. Shut the hell up. Stop making off-color jokes on here. It could bite you in the ass. Ruben, what? I could be talking about any type of allegations. I could have robbed an ice cream store. Because he's brown? Ooh, Ruben. Gotta get canceled racist. for racism. You're oh, racist. Jesus. All right. All right. Um, next time we will be talking about the creator and probably any other news that comes out. Hopefully, the end of the SAG strike as well. We will be reporting on that. Oh, but did the SAG end, strike not also end? No, they're oh, negotiating. God. Sorry, tomorrow. Damn. We'll see if it ends. And it ended in five days after Why can't they like stream that on YouTube, bro? I want to. I want to. The negotiations. Why? <laughs> That's a they're, just sitting, idea. they're sitting around the room 18 hours and they're probably going in um in subsection c you put the word the there but if you put the word the there it changes the meaning of subsection d so you kind of have to take this the out of here so it actually gets a point uh, across uh the what we want in this section of the contract yeah, exactly. screw you man i'm not changing the the <laughs> when you when and that's the, the back and forth. Bar, Ruben, there's, it, it implies that there's only one thing and there's only one right yeah. way of yeah, doing it. You see, and Ruben, instead, you see, when you put when you put the article A or N in front of this word, and there's many possibilities. Ruben's right? really, yeah. You know what, Ruben, you are very much 
devaluing the meaning of a, the difference between a definite article and an indefinite article. Okay? All right, bye, guys. No, See no, no. Time. We're talking about this. No, no, no. Turn, turn off my what? music. Turn my music off. This is, there's a difference between saying saying we are a podcast All right, and the podcast. All right, we're cutting off. You know because we're, we're cutting these. these in my opinion, we're the podcast to yes. watch. All right, and to be kind to JQ, I will actually play the theme he uh, recorded for his gag as the closing music today. So, here it is. Untitled Hero theme by JQ.